This is High Dime Anxiety Podcast. Welcome to the space devoted to speaking your mind about the times, from what's relevant in the now and way back when. Join me with guests to expect a frequency like no other. Are you ready? Because I am. It's Jada Diamond. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jada Diamonds, here, back with another podcast. I'm actually streaming, not streaming, but recording a video. So I'm going to upload the video to YouTube and the podcast to um, all of the podcast streaming networks. So that is exciting. So I'm just going to introduce the video, I mean, the podcast now, because I have just been talking, 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 talking. Now, this is trial and error, okay? I'm not afraid of making mistakes, so I'm not really worried about all of the issues that I am that are occurring or ensuing right now. So as I was saying, I'm going to get back into it, podcast people. Um, I was just talking about my week and how yesterday was Veterans Day and we're on our mental health check-in where I feel good. Like yesterday I woke up, I was happy. Um, I got to go to the gym. It was just like a really smooth day. I partially cleaned up, which I always do. And I have to work on that. Okay. So this was a conversation that I definitely had with my boyfriend, with Faye, how the house that we live in now, it's not a small house. It's not a mansion or anything, but it's not a small house. So it's, it's pretty decent size. It's really fat, okay, for just three people. So it just seems really like it's always something to clean up. So I just dibble and dabble here and there. <laughs> I neatly, I spruce up the places. And so the places that I really, that really be clean all the time, pretty much on the regular, but not every day is the kitchen because that's the first thing you see when you walk in the house. <laughs> so I'm just being completely 100% right now, okay? And I love the toilet seat to be clean. So the toilet be clean and the kitchen be clean and everything else is just like, we maneuvering, we moving, we shaking. And if it get clean, it get clean. If it don't get clean, it'll get clean later. So that's a part of the mental health right there, like keeping your area clean. But once I get like a, a great off day or when I have time to myself, I always devote a little bit of that to sprucing up my area that I live in. So that was good. Um, I worked out, which I have regularly been going to the gym. I'm seeing major results. Um, I'm not the skinniest person and I don't want to be the skinniest person in the world. It's not important to me. I'm really about health and just feeling good. And so with that being said, she a thick one. Okay. And so all the thickness is just getting pushed into the perfect areas and I'm loving it. Okay. That's just that on that. So my mental health is a okay. A one like the steak sauce. I'm excited for what the Lord has for me because I have been praying to God consistently to just let him not reveal my purpose because I know that he already knows the purpose. And I'm sure that I'm going to know the purpose also if I just be steadfast, you know, unmovable and pray and just listen to him. So I've been praying to God more and just asking him to just order my steps. So I'm willing to follow wherever he is leading me, basically is what I'm trying to say. So I've been feeling great, you know. Um, Work has been okay also. This week, work has just been really chill. Like if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail basically. And so with the type of boss that I have at my job, he doesn't even allow you to fail to plan, first of all. So a bitch don't ever fail. So I'm always ready. It's to the point though, where the routine is so consistent. I'm super bored with work 
But at least I can say I'm bored with work and not overwhelmed with work because I would rather to be bored than overwhelmed because that's when I'm crying all the time and I'm always in my principal's office and I have X, Y, and Z to say and I can be a very a, a bitch. I'm just going to just outright say it. I can be a real bitch, but I'm just that good bitch. You know, I'm the type of bitch that where I'm going to be a bitch, but I'm going to do my job. I can be one of those. So I would rather be bored than overwhelmed. So work is great. Work is good. The kids are good. I love the kids. The kids love me, but I would much rather see the kids at school instead of on a fucking computer. Now, I am sick of looking at that, but that's a whole nother story for another day. So my mental health is great. So we're going to just move into talking about the things that I want to discuss. Okay, honestly, I don't even know what the fuck I want to talk about. I do know what I want to talk about, but it's a lot of stuff that's just heavy on my mind that actually is all up in my head as far as just the things that I'm seeing on a daily basis, how repetitive uh, functions are on social media. Um, I would like to see more of the world as far as social media is concerned because we can't fucking go anywhere anyway. But for some reason, Mark Zuckerberg and everybody over at the headquarters for Facebook and Instagram is um, obviously thinks that I want to see all these fucking whack-ass faces that live in the same city as me. And I don't want to look at the same fucking people every day doing the same fucking thing every day. And what I'm figuring out is that what's going on is they're trying to shield people that live in smaller places away from all that the world has to offer. That's the type of shit that I really want to get into, you know. But everybody want to hear a little bit about pop culture and all of the big things that are occurring and going on. And you know what? Some of it has honestly piqued my interest. Now, what I have found out and what I have revealed to myself and what I have revealed to my boyfriend is that I like trash TV. I mean, I'm not saying like trashy as in like I watch TV, like VH1 and MTV and stuff like that. I don't watch that. But YouTube is extremely trashy and it got some trashy, trashy shit going on. And it really intrigues me. It's so interesting. I like to watch all the gossip columnists. I like to watch all of the messy blogs. I like to hear about things that are going on in the media. So I'm not going to report on that type of stuff. That's not what I'm here for. But when something does occur or when something does happen, it's like, ooh, diamond. Like, this is so interesting. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. So what we're going to get into, what we're going to talk about is Miss Larsa Pimpin. Now, okay, I feel so silly right now. I'm laughing at myself on the inside because I'm literally about to talk about a celebrity. But I just can't help this. This is just so interesting to me. Okay, so listen. Larsa Pimpin reveals that her ass was fucking Tristan Thompson before Khloe Kardashian. Now, I find this to be big news. I mean, big news in the gossip world. Uh, because it's revealing and it's very telling about the trash that is Kim Kardashian and her whole family. The fact, this is the only thing I'm going to say and I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done with this whole thing. But the fact that they have the nerve to throw a black woman under the bus for him kissing her and try to ruin her entire career. And then for this white 
Mexican woman, whatever the fuck she is, to come out on public national television and tell the entire world that she was fucking Tristan Thompson before Chloe and she brought him to the family for a function and then 10 days later, Chloe and Tristan were fucking each other. I find that to be just heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, and I find them to be extremely racist. Now, I have not heard this word come out about this family at all. I have not heard anybody call the Kardashian clan racist. So I'm going to coin and I'm going to accept that I was the first person to call that family racist. Now, people might say, well, how can they be racist, Diamond, when they all fuck black men? Well, guess what? You can be a racist but like black men because that's how it started from jump. Like, that's how America was working. People want to talk about how Massa was taking all the women, but no one wants to discuss how the wife was fucking all of the men, all the slave men. So you can be a racist and still like black men. So the fact that they tried to destroy my homegirl, she's black, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, and he came on to her. I'm talking about Jordan Woods, if no one knows. But then here comes this 50-year-old woman coming out and telling all of their business, and they still are keeping quiet about it. I just really find something to be wrong with that. And that's very telling, and they're very racist, and I just don't like it. But it's interesting. Nonetheless, it's interesting to know that this is how they treat their friends. So this makes me think, okay, I've always thought that Malika the best friend, Chloe's best friend, I always thought that she was a little monkey, a little pet that did everything that Chloe told her to do. Now, this tells me that that's exactly what she is. This tells me those things. And so I just wanted to just touch on that. I don't want to go deep into it because, like I said, I'm not a gossip columnist. But I wanted to just touch on the fact that I feel like the family is racist because this woman is revealing everything. She's telling all of their business. She's even talking about how Kanye West calls her in the middle of the night. He used to call in the middle of the night and vent to her. How come you're not venting to your wife, the mother of your children? Why are you calling another woman and venting to this other woman about problems that Larsa Pippen can't fucking handle for you? Now, I just really find that to her. I just, it's an issue with me for that. I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm getting sucked into this gossip columnist world and I don't want to be a gossip columnist. But damn, with that story, like, oh my God. Moving on. I would not be black and I would not be human if I did not want to discuss um, the passing of King Von. Now, I'm going to be 1,000% honest. I am 28. I love rap music. I really do. I love rap. I love R&B. I love all types of music. But one person I did not listen to is King Von. Don't know shit about his songs. Don't know shit about his music at all. I don't know not one song. The only association that I know of is that um, Lil Durk from Chicago, they're friends from O Block, and Lil Durk signed him last year and was putting him on. That's all I, I know. But it's really sad and heartbreaking to know that gun violence is playing a key role in the death of black men, you know? And actually, it's come out that not only did King Von get killed, he got killed by um, another person from another crew, which I don't want to get into it, which I do know is, what's his name, Rondo, Quando Rondo, I know, I know the dude's name is Timothy, but anyway, at the same time, the part that I wanted to get into was the fact that police were involved, and although King Von got killed by another person, the other two people that got killed got killed by police officers, now nobody's saying that, but in all of my little research, because I'm nosy, 
I'm nosy and I can get down to the bottom of it. I really, in my second, in my past life, I must have been in the FBI because I'm nosy. And so those other two people got killed by police officers. I'm sure it'll come out tomorrow or the next day. But news is reporting it, but they're not saying it. You just got to read a little bit to get to that part. But that is what happened. So it's police violence and it's gun violence at the same time. No one knows how to fight regularly anymore. So that is sad. Rest in peace to King Von. Um, prayers up to his family. I don't know any of them, but I feel bad. As I know I would feel bad because I know countless family members of mine who have gotten killed by gun violence. I live in Memphis, Tennessee. It happens here all the time. Okay, it's nothing new to us. All right, just, just to be clear. So in other news, um, let's just go ahead. Okay. It wouldn't be a podcast. It wouldn't be a video. It wouldn't be a nothing if I didn't address, you know, the thing that is going on with our orange man um, who wears a wig backwards, who looks like a fucking Oompa Loompa, okay? I have to discuss the fact that I, at this particular moment, (laughs) at this particular moment, This was supposed to be the time where they're supposed to come together and start talking about things that are going on in the world and how his office is working on them, his administration is working on them, and how he can transfer the things over to um, the Biden administration in January. And they're supposed to be coming together, pretty much working together right now. Biden should be at the White House every fucking day. But guess what? Trump refuses to, like, allow any of these things to happen before he gets these quote-unquote recounts going that are going to tell you the same thing. I feel like the recounts are actually going to show us that more Democrats actually voted because in my research, I have found that votes aren't being counted because voters who did mail-in voting or mail-in ballot voting didn't fill out everything correctly so there were votes not 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 thrown in the trash per se but they're thrown in the this doesn't count bin and what happens is there's a bunch of volunteers who start peeling out or picking out those ballots that were not counted and they start calling the numbers on those ballots and telling them this is what you have to do your vote wasn't counted. In order for your vote to be counted, you have to such and such and such and such a mail it back in and yada, yada, yada. You have to use black ink, not a black marker, but a black pen. Either way, they call these people, they tell them the things that they need to do if they would like for their vote to be counted, and then they send it back in and then their vote is to be counted again. So that's what's a part of what's going on now, especially in those states where Donald Trump really feels like he was supposed to win. So it's a whole bunch of hot shit, okay? It's a big, hot mess. On top of the fact that he refuses to concede. Which brings me to the fact that um, this is why um, the Supreme Court, the new justice, what's her name? Amy? I'm getting her name wrong. I'm getting her name wrong. I'm getting her name wrong. Amy, whatever. She was, I should know her name because she actually went to Rhodes College. Um... Amy Barrett. See, I knew it. Amy Conan. Amy Coney Barrett. I knew it. I knew her name was Amy. Anyway, this brings me to the fact that I feel like, and you know what? Some of y'all might not even give a fuck about, you know, 
the world, the U.S. of A, because I know that my boyfriend doesn't give a hot shit, okay? But some of y'all who watching might care. So this brings me to the fact of the fact that Amy, just the, the new Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett, the reason why she probably was appointed, which they call her a, they call her a money. Now, I told my mom, I was talking to my mom the other day about this, but they're, they're coining some sort of term for the fact that she's this person who out of nowhere is now a Supreme Court justice, the youngest, in fact, Supreme Court justice to be nominated and to be um, confirmed as the new Supreme Court justice just a month ago before the election. And this all was done on purpose because I knew that Donald Trump knew that he was going to lose. And so he knew that he was going to contest the election, take it all the way to the Supreme Court. And then he has this new woman who um, took the place of uh, RPG and who was definitely a descendant on the Supreme Court. She said that she didn't mean to be that, but a lot of the things that were coming up for appeal under the Supreme Court was not things that she felt like should pass or be passed or be... So she would always, like, descend it. Like, no, this is not right. Because if not, if there isn't a unanimous vote at the Supreme Court, some people lose. You'll either lose or you'll either win your lawsuit. And I feel like now that there's more Republicans than Democrats in the Supreme Court, even though tests, not tests, but data's going to show that Donald Trump did lose fairly, what if something comes up and something happens and there is a certain type of voter fraud in one of these, just one of these little states, like one little incy bency little piece of information that shows that there was voter fraud. I feel like he's going to be able to maybe take the or regain the presidency for four more years off the strength of there is an extra Republican in the Supreme Court. Off the strength of, there's an extra Republican in the Supreme Court. So that was a mouthful of information. Yes, I've been doing my reading. But if you if you just listen to what I'm saying, I really feel like it's important. Only to those who actually care. If you don't care, fast forward through that part and we'll move on into, um, yeah, something, something else. So I wanted to just get into the bulk of this episode. And it's actually just a broad spectrum of things that I would like to talk about. So moving past um pop culture, the little mini my little mini pop culture segment coined by The Read. Listen to The Read podcast. They're fucking hilarious every Tuesday. Um but actually, you know what? Let me stop before I go into what I would really like to discuss. I did say that I would talk about certain events that will occur throughout the city that I currently live in, which is Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and so the source that gives me all this news and information is choose901.com and they have an events section. And so with the events section is aligned by the date and on each day it has a drop down of everything that's going on on those days. So I'm shooting and recording this video and this podcast on Thursday. Today's Thursday, November 12th. And so what I'll do is I'll start with things that are going to happen tomorrow, Friday. All right, so on Friday, November 13th, starting at the top, these are things that are going on. There's a crafts pop-up shop. Hmm, if I click on it, it'll show me exactly who's putting it on. It'll be at the Museum of Science and History at the Pink Palace. Um, It's actually going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Starts at 10.30 a.m. It's free 
Um, and it says the Pink Palace and Memphis Modern Market are bringing Crabs Fairs safely to you this fall and holiday season. The Crabs Fair pop-up shop will feature 30-plus artists and brands from Memphis and the surrounding areas. From paintings and home decor to jewelry and candles, we are bringing the best of Memphis makers to you in a safe and socially distanced pop-up experience. Now, actually, I'm glad that I came on here because that's something that I could possibly be interested in. I like going to things like that. Uh, what else? 3 to go band Lafayette's. Okay, that's Lafayette's is a, a bar slash restaurant slash juke joint type of spot in Midtown where they have a lot of live band performances. The food is not so good. Um, the drinks are highly overpriced. But if you have nothing else to do on a Friday or Saturday night, you can go to Lafayette's and the 3 to go band will be there. Um, moving on, it says karaoke and absolutely dragalicious. Dragalicious. Now, if I, I don't know, because every time I click on this, it won't take me to the event. But I'm thinking it's at that drag bar that's in Midtown. Don't quote me. Maybe it'll be in the description box. I'm not sure. Moving on. Jazz in the box. Mike Jones. Uh, if you like jazz tomorrow from 7 to 9.30 um, in Germantown, there's going to be a jazz show. It says the hottest little jazz club around is g-pack jazz in the box i'm not gonna read any further i don't know if anybody's watching me who likes jazz so we're gonna move on wine down friday virtual wine tasting fridays in mommy jams anime screening princess monoki and pom poco you heard of that babe princess monoko monoki hmm at the Black Lodge. All right, whatever. It's probably just a movie screening at a certain place called the Black Lodge here in Memphis where you probably are going to be outside watching anime. We can do that at home. Um, that's just me personally. Uh, let's move into what's going on tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, not tomorrow, but Saturday, November 14th. There is the, um, what is that called, babe? There we go, the, the, the M-Town Market. Okay, with the M-Town Market, it's just a bunch of thrifting going to be there. Actually, not just thrifting. Uh, we've been two times before, and what it is is sometimes people who are, like, making their own clothes or have their own clothing brand here in the city and the surrounding areas, they go and they might have purchased a little portion to set up at, and they sell their clothes there. But the majority of the things there and the people there are thrifters. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with things like this. Now, every time we do go, I do find one or two things that I do buy because I just can't help myself a lot of times that's important because if you're a thrifter but you're sick of it or you're constantly going and you're not finding anything it's nice to go to certain things like this because those people there kind of have a lot of stuff that you might like the only problem is when you know they paid two or three dollars for it and they want to sell it to you for 30 I can't fuck with it you know sometimes I can Sometimes it's like, ooh, I got to have it. But a lot of times it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you serious right now? So it's like, okay, it's a love-hate. Like I said, it's a love-hate relationship. I might still go, maybe with a friend, maybe with babe, if he gets off work. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But that's Saturday. All day, basically. Probably from like 12 or 11 to like 6 or 5 o'clock. Um, that's over off of Broad Avenue in that little area. I'll put it in the description. I'll put it in the show notes for those who listen. 
Um, what else is going on on Saturday? That's Saturday, November 14th. Um, something else that's going on is, oh, excuse me, herbal work study, Saturday Rook, volunteer, garden day, Memphis, Memphis, Mid-South, out of the darkness experience. Um, crafts, no, we already did that. The Haunted Memphis bus tour, two-in-one walking tour, and ghost hunt. Okay, Halloween is over. I'm, I'm moving on from this. I've shared all the things that I felt like are uh, interesting enough, okay? So, like I was saying, I'm going to just kind of move on. Oh, I thought that this was really interesting. Now, I really love skincare. And so, I really be talking to, talking to my boyfriend about, like, men take care of their skin as well. And it's important. Like, we've been talking about, like, the beard experience and how your beard has to stay moisturized for the hair to grow. And stay moisturized so that there aren't any ingrown hairs, like, in your um, beard area. And so, it's funny that now, Pharrell Williams is coming out with his own male care line for the skin. Yes, babe, he's coming out with it. And uh, he has the best skin I've ever seen on a black man, ever. And so one of the main things that he said he focuses on and that he believes in is exfoliating. Yeah, he loves to exfoliate. And I believe in exfoliating too, to a certain extent. I think we only should do it once or twice a week. Um, and I don't exfoliate at all anymore uh, because it kind of irritates me right here, like in this part of my nose. But maybe I should start back and find one more gentle. But he is coming out. With his own uh, skincare line. It's going to be called Human Race. Which is extremely interesting. And it appeals to every single race. Right? I know what he doing. I know what he doing. But hey, you need to do it. Because I feel like the phase that we're moving into. It's no room and no time for racism anyway. So the fact that he called it Human Race. It's great. It's important to me that he did that. That means that he's offering a product that's for any type of ethnicity. No matter where you're from. You can use this. So that's what it feels like to me. Um, so I thought that that was really, 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 really cool. Um, and I thought my last thing and then I'm moving on. I thought that this was great. That Beyonce teams up with the exercise equipment company Peloton and offers HBCUs. HBCUs only students a two-year digital membership. Now, I don't know who going to take this seriously because I don't like working out online. I find it very difficult. I find it very hard. When we first started quarantine, I probably worked out from the computer maybe three times. This shit is not for me. The motivation comes from me being able to get up, get in my car, drive to the gym, look in those big pretty mirrors, and watch my ass go up and down. I ain't got time to be looking at no computer screen doing no damn workout. But this is awesome that she's doing this. And so she's going to do the workouts. And so maybe that'll be a little bit more motivating for for the next bitch. But at the same time, I could get two shits about the type of workouts that Beyonce doing. Honestly, I feel like me, me and homegirl got the same body type. And plus, I know the rules to working out because I've been fit. I've been out of shape. I've been fit. I've been out of shape. I know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. But at the same time, this is not the tear from the fact that she's doing this. And I think that it's awesome. And I think that it's amazing also that it's only offered to HBCUs. Because, you know, white people have been getting everything. They've been taking they've been taking and taking and taking and getting everything from us. And it's time for us to only have some exclusive shit to ourselves. But guess what? I definitely know and I definitely feel 
that <laughs> some of the white people are going to be like, let, let me get your Patreon, I mean Peloton uh, login membership so I can see what, you know, Beyonce got going on. So I can do some of those uh, squat workouts and stuff. Um, so, yeah. I think that's it for the news. I don't really want to report on any more um, news. But what I would like to report on is me. For your happiness, your well-being. And I find it to be such an issue that so much so that when I come back on social media, there's an overabundance of story watchings. There's an overabundance of, of messages. There's an overabundance of eyes on me to the point where it's like, Damn, it's like you wish that I was not doing well. You wish that I was somewhere distraught. You wish that I was somewhere down and out. You wish I was somewhere unhappy. That's the only thing I get and I feel when I go back onto that place. Which brings me back to what I said at the beginning of the episode where I feel like with social media, it's like it's this place where I always felt like that about where I live. It's this, in Memphis is a city where people love to hate. Now that's how I'm feeling about social media and the fact that Mark Zuckerberg or whoever's over the demographic that I live in is not allowing me to be in this place or make social media, Instagram, this place of happiness or this place of love, this place of, of true, natural, normal engagement. It's the, it's the, it's the devil. Like, but I can't get enough of it because it's like, I feel like some people need to see a different side of someone else. I feel like I need to show all of my true authentic self on this space so that people can get kind of a, a real life view of the average normal, normal, beautiful African-American black female who is working a regular job, has a regular degree, but is like stunning. I feel like it's important to show those types of people. It's black culture, right? But the problem is you're not getting exposed. You're not getting seen. And the only people that see you, in my opinion, are preying on your downfall. So it's like, how do I move or maneuver through this space where I feel eyes on me, but on me in a negative way instead of a more positive way? I really gripe with that. That's, that's really irksome and bothersome to me that this is how I feel in this space. So that pushes, though, and it drives me to kind of keep going and pushing forward and, and evolving in the midst because, seriously, a rose can grow straight through the mud, straight out of the concrete. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on with me. I'm kind of budding and blooming in ways that I never thought that I would see because insecure, I never have been. I honestly, I really, I've never been insecure, but I have felt like for years that I had to kind of dim my light to allow other people to shine. And I'm kind of done doing that. You know what I mean? Like I'm over that. So what are your, I just want to know, what are y'all's thoughts? Like hopefully someone who gets to this part of the episode can kind of share with me, like, what are your thoughts on the things that I've said about social media? Like, is it the antichrist? Is it a place where you're happy? Is it a place where you feel conflicted? Is it a place where you feel sad? Do you want to share more on social media? Do you feel like people are preying on your downfall on social media? Like, how do you feel? Because that's really how I feel. I feel like also if, if like one or two or 10 people 10 of the right people see me, it's up from here. I feel like, and I feel like the only reason why that's not able to happen 
It's because who's controlling the narrative? Who's controlling my Instagram narrative? Because there's no reason why Instagram should be this fucking hard right now. And I'm small. I'm just a regular person trying to like do her own thing. And the and it could be extremely discouraging that I can't even maneuver in the spaces that were created for normal people to excel. Because guess what? COVID-19 hit and now every time I turn around, it's a celebrity doing a podcast. It's a celebrity doing a YouTube channel. It's a celebrity doing makeup on YouTube. It's a celebrity doing makeup TikToks and reels on Instagram and all this trying to, they're like trying to maneuver into our lane, the lane that was created by regular people for regular people to kind of live an extraordinary life, but not who's I am. So God is completely showing me my path. So I do want to keep going and keep moving forward, but I do want to start the conversation and start discussing that, you know, these things that are occurring, people need to play, pay, not play. People need to pay um, closer attention to them because at the same time, the, the only, the other issues that I'm noticing that I see that I don't like is that my people, beautiful. I follow so many pretty women. Um, I follow gorgeous girls. Oh my gosh, supreme style. Like they have a lot going for themselves. But the only thing that I see when I look at them is someone who wants to be somebody else. And so you can take that however you want to take it. I really don't give a fuck. I really don't care. So, and that comes with living in your truth. And so I live in my truth to know enough. And I know where I used to fake it. So it's easy to see it in somebody else. And so I just see a lot of women who strive to look and act like another person. And that person probably is extremely fake as well. So it's just a bunch of fakeness. And so how do you thrive in a world where no one's authentic? When you're trying to be your authentic self, you're the person who comes off fake. Or you're the person who comes off as a hater. These are all the things that torment me. Do people think I'm hating? Do people think I'm fake? Well, I know no one thinks that I'm fake, but I know a lot of people think that I'm crazy. But at the same time, I don't care. Because I'm not crazy. Um, I'm actually very sane. More sane than some of you crazies out here. Um, But anyway, to wrap up that, it's just like starting the conversation. Like, come on. Like, who else feels this way? Who else is thinking like this? How do we come out of this cycle? It's like another, it's like a never ending. It's never freaking ending. And it's like the only people that can get popular have to make funny videos and dress like caricatures. And dress men dressing like women for laughs. Like those are the only type of people that can get popular. If you're speaking the truth and you're gorgeous at the same time, you can't get popular off of the things that you're saying. Like that's all irksome and bothersome to me. And I just want to get the conversation, the dialogue going around that. And so even if it's one or two people, that's one or two people who are woke. Okay. And I might have to start like a little woke series. Like this is the... This is the woke series, okay? We staying woke, we waking up, we're doing, we're doing our our due diligence, we're learning, okay? People need to start reading Nikki Giovanni. We need to start understanding who we are and how important we are and how we are as women, as individuals, as black people. We're the source of everything in this country, in this world, honestly. And so until we start believing it. We're going to be always oppressed all the time, you know, and 